Welcome to the Fire and Earth Podcast with your hosts, Jason Mefford and Kathy Gruber. Fire and Earth, giving you the keys to unlock your limitless potential. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Fire and Earth Podcast. I am your co-host, Kathy Gruber. And I'm Jason Mefford. And today, we're going to talk about words. Words, words, words. Word Word to the mother, word up. <laughs> this is so we're not it, we shouldn't it's not yeah us. we're gonna we're gonna start doing our gangster rap and throwing our signs no we're not gonna do that anyway signs <laughs> but okay. see we're gonna start this this episode off a little unconventionally so we get laughing and so you get to laugh too so there we go right win-win oh. <laughs> win-win there are those are words okay those are words yes it's actually one word um have you ever had an experience where somebody like typically very in a very excited way tells you something and then the more you dig through that you realize the first thing they said is not at all what they should have said i'll give you an Uh, example yeah 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 Uh, i had a friend of mine's dad who storms into the room and goes oh my god somebody stole my wallet and we're like oh shit someone stole your wallet and he goes well i can't find it (laughs) and we're like uh okay so i had the same experience of the night you called me a blah 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 and then through further dissection well you didn't use that word and it's like okay but then they didn't call you that you know so this part of this is perception, right? And I think part of this is attention getting. You get more attention screaming, someone stole my wallet than I, I'm a doofus and can't find it. <laughs> you know, so it's like, yeah, yeah. Um, words are so important. And I see people glazing over the fact that words are important. And so we thought we'd talk about the importance of words. Yeah, because words are important. And, you know, because our words are magic, right? In, in a way, our words are spells, you know, if you go back to like the four agreements from Don Miguel Ruiz, you know, that's one of the, the things that he talks about there is being impeccable with your word. Yep. Right. And that's that's one of those things from a lot of ancient traditions that's there. And and as I have um, I've become a lot more aware of this the last few months, uh, especially because there are a lot of idioms and other things that we use. <laughs> Sorry, right? I thought you were going to say there's a lot of idiots. Well, there are a lot of idiots, <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of idioms. There's another, that's a, that's a $20 word for you, right? It's a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that I think we don't realize or think about like the meaning behind the words. And so we're throwing these words out there, uh, you know, kind of like casting your your pearls before swine if you will or or using them incorrectly right yes. and it's so interesting because because english especially we have so many words that mean different things they could be spelled exactly the same way Ugh. or phonetically they could be the same like bear and bear well one is i'm naked and the other is a nice furry animal right and so, so the context around the word, but even the words we're choosing to use, uh-huh. uh, in the energy that that goes along with that is is so important. So, like like you said, you know, the, this friend's father ran in. Somebody stole my wallet. Mm-hmm. 
well that has a certain kind of energy sequence <laughs> on it of anger and all this other stuff and leading to some assumptions about what must have happened because surely i didn't misplace my wallet somebody had to have stolen it right sure. It was very funny. We we were. I I love Saturday Night Live. I love watching it on YouTube, so I don't have to see all the commercials because it's ridiculous. But um, there was a, a a foreign actress on Saturday Night Live. English was not her first language. I, I don't remember who it was. Terrible with names. But she during her opening monologue, she said that when she first landed in Hollywood and she was auditioning for roles, she was called in um, to do uh, a, a reading for like it was a waitress, and the waitress had done something wrong. And the line was, oh, I beg your pardon. Well, she didn't know that I beg your pardon meant I'm sorry for what I, you know, she thought she was actually begging his pardon. So she dropped to her knees and went, I beg your pardon. And the director's like, ah, uh, what the fuck? Because in her language, that, it, that phrase didn't exist. And it was just, it was very funny the way she told it. But it's true. It's like words are so important. And so often we say things that aren't quite true that mislead people or we mislead ourselves. And one of the big things, and I don't know, I mean, you're, you're a coach as well. How many people say, I just want to be happy. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what that means. Mm -hmm. And then they can't tell me what it means. They don't know what happy means to them. And I think, I think they do want to be happy. And how do you get it if you don't know what it is? You know, that's like me saying, go to the store and grab me a floor bowl. And you're like, I don't know what a, a floor what? bowl is. And I'm like, yeah, you'll figure it out. Okay, Google floor bowl. What the hell is that, right? Well, no, and I, and I think too, because, you know, English is such an interesting language because there's a lot of words, but we don't use most words. We've kind of dumbed down the language, that's true. which is nice because it's English has kind of become the common language around the world. And uh, but but the problem is, you know, there's there, the distinctiveness between some of the different words doesn't exist as much now because we're using mm -hmm. the same words. So take happy, for example. Right. Everybody kind of has an idea of what happy means. Yep. But happy is a subjective term. And so it means something different. Mm -hmm different people right in psychology happy is kind of defined as subjective well-being right and even that well-being what does that mm -hmm. mean we've talked about that a little bit before but you know because of that that word happy can mean so many different things for so many different people yep and it's the same way it comes up anytime that you start you know communicating or having an issue in trying to communicate with somebody what's probably happening is you're both using a word but you have a different context or a different meaning associated with it yep yep and of course i had to look up happy right delighted pleased or glad as over a particular thing hmm. delighted pleased or glad delighted there is a word that i don't know has ever escaped my lips as far as oh i'm delighted to join you like i just don't use the word delight i'm gonna work delighted in today but yeah, you know, it's and it's now you've said it four times. So yeah, but I didn't naturally say it. So I'll work I'll work <laughs> that word in later. Um, but it's true. And it's like we all have different ideas of what the same word might mean, depending on what part of the country we're from, if we're from this country. Uh so it's so you know, just like you said, to be impeccable with your word. You know, some people think of that as being true to what you say you're gonna do. It also does have to be with choosing the proper words and making yeah. sure you're getting your meaning across. I know when I was um, 
to take a kind of sort of the affirmation aspect, when I was acting in Los Angeles, um, I was starting to do affirmations and I wanted to up my acting career. So I started doing the affirmation of I'm a working actress. And then I went, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm already a working actress. I want to be a paid actress. Like, let's be specific, right? So I started doing the, I am a paid working actress. I'm a paid working actress. And I get my first paid job touring all over California with a, a children's theater. It pays $6 an hour. And I went, <laughs> shit, like crap. That's not what I, uh, maybe it was $12 an hour, but it was like, it was not, I couldn't make a living from it, right? And I realized though, the universe did give me what I asked for. Mm -hmm. I was now a paid working actor. I needed to be a little more specific. So knowing what you want and the specificity is so important with our words. Well, because I think even, you know, if you go back to that word, the the happy, yeah. right, is is that so, uh, you know, I feel happy. That's so generic, yeah. right? And, and a lot of times the words that we're using are so generic that they really kind of lose their meaning as well. Mm -hmm. Yep. Right. And so, you know, my partner now, we have a term, it's called sloppy Joe. And it's not like eating sloppy Joes, but it means you're kind of being sloppy with your wording and you're being too general. And so whatever you're saying doesn't really land. Yeah. Right. And so sometimes words like happy can be that way because mm -hmm. they're so general, so generic that we, that we don't really uh you know oh, oh i'm happy well jason why are you happy well i'm delighted to drink this warm cup of coffee right now that has a totally different context right now i gotta take yeah. a cup of coffee <laughs> ah, right that coffee delights me well that's different right mm -hmm. that actually has a different kind of energy associated with it than just saying oh i'm happy right. or how you how, how are you doing oh i'm fine fine yeah oh fine how, how, become that word oh, oh real i'm good right so so words like that like fine good those are kind of sloppy joe words where okay. well what do you mean right and so this is where you know from a word perspective we've got to start kind of peeling it back right and and so if you want to actually have a deep conversation with somebody you've got to start asking some questions right so yeah. if kathy comes to me and says jason how are you doing today i'm like oh i'm good oh well what's really good about it? what's good about it right <laughs> and and starting to you know ask some questions to kind of get into uh what i actually mean Right. Because I think sometimes we we also don't even really understand mm -hmm. what it is that we're feeling. And so we use a generic word like that where there's there's a, a better word that we could use. Right. And, the, and it's the same thing, too, when you're talking with somebody and they use a word and you're like, whoa, that, that wasn't quite what I what I thought. Right. Well, what do you mean by? Yep. I don't word. understand what you mean by that. Can you explain it? So, yeah. so you said something that was so important. So when you said, I'm good. And I said, what's good about that? Um, when I would go to a museum with my ex-husband and I would stand in front of a piece of art and go, oh my God, I really love this piece. He'd say, why? And I'd go, I don't, I don't know. I just like it. And he would press me by saying why over and over and over again, which for some reason didn't work for me. Now, 
when Eric, when I like, I'll come home and I'll say, oh my God, I had the best client session. And rather than saying why, he'll say, oh, what was good about it? What did you like about it? What made it so special? It's a, it's the same question, basically, why and what is good about it is the same. I know it's trying to elicit the same answer, but for some reason, just asking why didn't do it for me. The question of what did you like about that? What was special about that? What appeals to you about that? That triggers something else in me in a good way, and I can be more eloquent in answering that question. It's fascinating how two people asking a similar thing get two completely different responses. Yeah. Yeah. But well, because the word why, you know, is is probably over overused a lot. And I know people, you know, like root cause analysis, you must ask why five. I times, love the five you know? whys, but yeah, yeah. you know, and, and and it's great in that in that way, but sometimes the why doesn't even matter, right? right? Things are just just what it is, right? Well, why are you feeling that way, Kathy? Well, I don't know. I just am feeling that way. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that's kind of your response. And so you know, I can understand where that's, again, it's kind of a sloppy Joe word of, well, why don't you have a little bit more thought right. about what it is that you're going to say instead of just going, why, why, why? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Why, 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 why? I mean, those are... You're going to be quiet. I'm turning this podcast around. <laughs> oh, no, no. Are we going to have to go home? Yes. You know, but... Uh, together, yeah. yeah, well, we're both home anyway. So... <laughs> well, and... Well, and I was going to, oh crap, I had something. Um, talking about, okay, so some things are hard to language, right? Emotions are really hard to language and physical sensation is really hard to language, right? As a massage therapist, when someone says this hurts, I'm like, well, how, do, what do you mean it hurts? Like, or I'm feeling something here. Well, is it a tingling? Is it a numbness? Is it a sharp pain? Is it like a headache in your arm? Is it a, you know, it's like trying to use words to describe physical sensations is so incredibly difficult because everybody feels things differently. Um, And this is why I have the feeling wheel in my office. So when I'm working with clients and they say, you know, I'm really angry about this. I go, okay, well, let's dissect that a little bit. I hand them the feeling wheel. They look at anger, which, you know, shoots out into this pie of all these other words that are subsets or not similes so much, but just sort of subsets of anger. And they'll go, oh, I'm actually, I'm rage. I'm disappointed. I'm humiliated. I'm, you know, it brings all these other words into it. And that makes it so much richer than um, just saying I'm angry. So I wish we had a physical feeling wheel because it's. Uh... Well, because it is, there's, there's, um, you know, I've been told a lot too, that sometimes language is so limiting. Right. Yeah. And, and like I said, especially English, it's, it's not that English is limiting. There's, you know, lots of words in the English language. We just don't use them. I don't know what it is, but there's only a few thousand words that most people actually use. We probably have hundreds of thousands of words. And some, you know, like that, you call it a word wheel, right? I mean, that's a... Emotions wheel, yeah. Emotions wheel. Um, you know, that that's, that's such a great kind of tool because uh-huh. now all of a sudden, you know, you're starting to have kind of synonyms or parts of the definition of the bigger word and as you dig in then you can really kind of find out why right and kind of get to the bottom of it it's just like when something happens and you're triggered and all of a sudden you feel angry it's like well why do i feel angry Uh i don't know is it because you're perturbed (laughs) yes you know there's another word for you perturbed i love perturbed hey can i share my screen real quick oh yeah 
because I've got the emotion wheel up. Yeah. Okay. So for any of you who are watching, that's the emotional wheel. So you see under anger, you've got hurt, threatened, hateful, mad, aggressive, frustrated, distant, critical. And then it breaks it down even further. Devastated, resentful, enraged, provoked, infuriated. You know, to say I'm angry and I'm violated, two really different, it evokes two really different things, right? Skeptical, suspicious. Mm-hmm. And then under happy, we've got like proud and fulfilled and loving, hopeful, sensitive. So I love using this because it just expands our language around emotions. So. No, well, that's a, that's a great, uh, great example there. Uh, because again, like you said, I think most of the time, most of us are, are kind of rotating around that, that middle, middle part of the wheel yeah. and we never get out. And so, you know, it's the same thing, you know, when we can just use angry and happy, you know, like you said, when, if somebody comes up and goes, Oh, I'm so angry. Well, why are you angry? What are you angry about? Right. And start getting into the deeper of what it is, because because anger to one person can have a certain connotation. Anger to another person can have a different connotation. And especially when we overuse words, uh, it it becomes very difficult to know what the meaning of it actually is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Asking clarifying questions. And, you know, when I do my communication talk, one of the slides is, do you grok it? And very few of us nerds know what grok is. I always ask the audience. and There was always like one guy in the back who's like, I know what grok is. And for those of you that don't know what grok is, it's from Stranger in a Strange Land by Heinlein. And it means like, seriously, get it like on a deep level, understand, like feel what the person means or what the thing means. And it's like, if you don't understand what they're saying to you, you have to ask for clarification. I had a client come to me and she goes, yeah, I don't really understand my boss. And this is a really hard job. And he handed my report back to me and said, make it better. And I said, okay, well, what does make it better mean? And she said, I don't know. I was hoping you could tell me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you would make it better mean. Like bigger font, puppets, less graphs. Like, I don't know what make it better means. And so often we don't, we're embarrassed to clarify things. We don't want to pre- you know, ask questions for fear of looking stupid for fear of feeling like we're not paying attention for whatever it is. And it's like, but if you do not understand a directive from someone or what the words someone using means to them, you have to ask questions. Please, please, please get curious and ask for clarification. So there's my, there's my lecture on words. (laughs) Yeah. And I think too, you know, we can, we can start looking at the words that we're using, just start kind of self auditing yourself on some of the words that you're using. And I think, I think we've talked about this one before on the podcast, but the word sorry, Mm. right? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right. There's a certain energy that goes along with when you say you are sorry and the root of sorry comes back to the emotion of sorrow, Mm. right? A very low frequency emotion and so by 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 saying you're sorry, you're in a way going into an emotional space of sorrow, uh-huh. even though you don't realize it. Right. And so what are some words that you're using? And this is one again, I've I've been working on this for a while yeah. to not say I'm sorry because I want to say I'm sorry. Right. That's what I've been trained, right. you know, yeah. for this half a century of my life to say. But start finding some different ways, right, that you can actually say it. And so this is one, actually, this is real life, you know, me actually experiencing this, right, of 
of I, I kind of switched from sorry to I apologize uh -huh. for that, right? So there, there's another uh, way of kind of saying that without going into the sorrow, yeah. right? Apologize has less emotion tied to it. That's true. And it doesn't mean that you've done anything wrong per se, but I apologize for your inconvenience, let's say, right? Is is better than, oh, I'm so sorry, I, I made you late or whatever it was. Uh -huh. And But even then, as I would say, I apologize, sometimes that still didn't really land right energetically. Uh -huh. And so, uh, you know, a, a thing that kind of came up was, um, I had, I, I did something, you know, that again was not my intention, but it came across a certain way to my partner. And so, you know, again, in my head, I'm wanting to say, oh, I'm so sorry, but I mm -hmm. didn't. I said, you know, I apologize for that. And she looked at me and she's like, can you say that a different way? Right. And so we started, we've started doing this to each other. Like when something doesn't really land right. Uh, you know, could you say it a different way? Could you use a different word so that the energy associated behind our intention is actually what it is? Interesting. And so I said, will you please forgive me? Oh, wow. Now that has a totally different kind of loving energy behind it uh -huh. as opposed to, oh, I'm sorry, or oh, I apologize, right? And so now I'm starting to to try to say, you know, please forgive me for that. Uh -huh. That was not that was not my intention. Yeah. Well, and also with I'm sorry, we say I'm sorry for everything. We bump into somebody. Oh, I'm sorry. We interrupt somebody. Oh, I'm sorry. Someone dies. I'm so sorry for your loss. Why are you sorry for my loss? I mean, that one always struck me as weird. It's like, I just lost my whatever. Oh, I'm so sorry. Did you kill them? <laughs> it's like, why are you sorry? You know, it's like, you know, so I apologize. You wouldn't apologize. I just, my, my cat died. I, I apologize. You know, so it, there, there are really different meanings to all of that stuff. Um, and I think choosing those words and especially, I love that, that she said, can you say that differently? Because, you know, we have to develop rules of relationships of how we want to be treated, of what words work for us and what things work for us. And, you know, I think it's fabulous that she brought that up and that you guys are, are, you could have said, yeah, well, I beg your pardon. I beg your pardon, darling. No, <laughs> but, but even, even then, because like I said, there's, there's energy behind the words we use. Absolutely. You know, it's the same thing. I mean, if you're being sarcastic, right, then people can usually kind of feel the energy behind it. And it's like, oh, the word they're using is not what they really mean because they're being sarcastic or ironic uh -huh. about something, right? Yeah. And even too, you know, some sometimes it's the context that you're in. You know, the uh, a word like honey, right? And I'm, you know, I'm not talking necessarily about the eating honey, but you know, sometimes we use that as a term of endearment. But it's also been used sometimes in kind of a derogatory way of of almost kind of putting women down like, oh, honey. Oh, come on, honey. Just get over it. Oh, come it. on, yeah. honey. Yeah. And so, you know, a word like that used, you have to be really kind of careful as well, right? Because based on the context of a situation that you're in, when you say that one time, it might land wrong. Uh -huh. It might land very wrong. 
And yet, you know, with the same person in a slightly different context, it may be an endearing term. Yep. And that's such a personal thing for people. So if you grew up in it where you were demeaned by being called honey, and now you're with a new partner who goes, honey, da, 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 that might completely trigger them, which it, where it wasn't meant, you know, meant to. <gasps> can I tell a joke? Of course you can. Okay. So does it have words in the joke? Because we're talking about there words. There are today. words, and it <laughs> totally goes with what you just said. So uh, a kindergarten teacher loves to bring treats for her students, and she gets rolls of different colored lifesavers. And little kids know colors and flavors of lifesavers. So you've got you know, your purple ones, your grape, your red is cherry, the, the green one is lime, the yellow one's lemon, and you know, so on. So one day she finds a roll of honey lifesavers. And she said, oh, what a treat for these kids. So she brings the honey lifesavers in. And I don't know if you remember these. these I don't even think they make them anymore. But they were this sort of like amber color. And mm -hmm. the kids are like, you know, when they're looking at it and they're smelling it. And they don't understand what this flavor is. So she has them all, you know, eat it. And then she says, can anyone tell me what flavor this is? And the kids are baffled. They have no idea. And she goes, okay, well, I'll give you a hint. It might be a nickname that your mommy calls your daddy. And this kid jumps up, spits the lifesaver out of his mouth and goes, oh, my God, are these assholes? <laughs> yep. <laughs> and with that, I'm Kathy Greer. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean, I think it's, it's, uh, yeah. I think that's right? I mean, it illustrates our point. That illustrates the point perfectly. And, and yeah, how important words are, uh, you know, being more aware of what you're saying clarifying more what other people are saying right so that we can actually communicate uh together oh, instead please. of talking past each other yeah communication is the key to everything relationships leadership happiness you know happy that word that is just so so i beg your pardon <laughs> <laughs> i'm kathy groover i could be reached at kathygroover.com and I'm Jason Mefford. I can be reached at jasonmefford.com. So go out, have a great week, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Fire and Earth Podcast. See ya. See ya.